Amen. All right, we better get our skates on. All right, so um, we just we just felt what we wanted to do going on from last last week. Uh, if you weren't there, I'd encourage you um, listen to the podcast or listen to the on YouTube. Uh, you can get that on our website as well. And so um, we wanted to just share a little bit of kind of the core values here, our our three core values, which are identity, intimacy, increase. And and the, and the reason they're in that order for a reason. So identity, intimacy, increase. We know who we are and who God is. We're intimate with Him, and then out of that we do whatever it is that He's calling us to do. We increase the kingdom. It's not the other way around. We don't increase the kingdom to get intimacy with God to get our identity. It's identity, who we are as sons and daughters. How many know He's not coming back for a, a business model? He's coming back for a bride who's in love with a bridegroom, and he's coming back for sons and daughters of God. One of the most scariest verses, I think, in in the Bible is, when I return, will I find faith on the earth? Faith in what? Faith in who he says that he is, and and we believe who he says that we are. Faith in who he really is and faith in who he says we are. And so identity is everything. Out of that we become intimate with him and and, and then there's the increase. I'm going to just share a little bit briefly on those which then flow into what I shared on a little bit last week of the fivefold ministry and and how those are there to equip the saints, you and I, for the work of ministry and what that practically then can look like in in our world. And so, uh, if you were, I don't have time for repeat, but if you were here last week, I'll just say this simply. The fivefold ministry is not the high point of Christianity. The high point of Christianity is that you're a son or a daughter of God, and the high point of Christianity isn't this pulpit. Trust me. <laughs> All right? And so, um, you know, so the high point of Christianity, but there is the apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers are there to equip us for the work of ministry, and that's what we're really going after um, and, and into this year and beyond, is that we really want to equip people to be the best version of them in their world. Uh, you know, I just love hearing all these different stories that are happening throughout the week in people's lives, where they're reaching people for Jesus in their businesses or as as mums and dads or in their workplace or however it is and that's the way it's supposed to be that that we we get holy this is a holy spirit terrorist training center (laughs) right (laughs) this is a holy spirit training center that get us equipped we come we worship God we hear the testimonies we get encouraged and then we we leak it out into the world and I believe PJ's word of of uh, Ezekiel 47, the temple. You know, it says we're, we're further away from the temple that you get, the water gets higher and deeper. I believe that's a prophetic picture of the more we take it outside of the four walls of the church. The four walls of the church is great. Family time is important. We need that. We need this. We need, you know, worship. We, I don't, we don't apologise for that. But it has to be for something. It can't just be so that we come to church, tickle our ears for the weekend and then do nothing until the next Sunday. That, I'll tell you why that's important. I know I'm labouring on this a little bit. But it's important because if that becomes the be-all and end-all of Christianity, 
then what will happen, and trust me, is 20% of people, the paid ones, will be the only ones that do the work and they will burn out. And you'll have burnout and then you'll have this cycle. We all know this. You have a cycle that repeats itself. Right? And that's why we work intensely hard at protecting... Whew, I feel the spirit of that. I got on that. That's why we work really hard at protecting our worship teams. That's why you, you, we've got a, there's a big team, but you don't always see all of them on stage. We do that for a reason. And, and so, because it's, it's about protecting, it's, it's, not, it's not about excusing that, but it's about protecting people from the burnout. And we, we try and keep things very simple here. And we try and keep things about Jesus. And we try not to put too many programs and things in place. We do that for a reason. Because we're not interested in just having a machine of a hamster wheel that goes around. And we have to then get more people to do more work inside of the four walls of the church. We don't apologise for that. But we want to set it up so that the river bank, the river, the river bank, so to speak, of our lives, help the river of God, which is Jesus, flow well. Otherwise, what happens is this can become, we've all seen it, I don't need to talk about it, this becomes the riverbanks work really, 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 really hard and the, what happens is the river ends up worshipping the riverbanks. And it becomes about worshipping the riverbanks, not about the riverbanks there to serve the river to flow. Does that make sense? I know I'm preaching to the choir, but anyway, so our first slide. Whew. Thank you, Lord. Identity. Simple. I preached on it last week. Jesus came to destroy sin. Jesus, the truth about God and us, sonship. Jesus came to bring the kingdom. That's family. And Jesus came that we might know the Father. How many know Jesus said, I've come to build the church? Amen? Amen. So it's not my job to build the church. <laughs> it's his job. It's Jesus' job. He'll build the church and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. So he, he builds the church and we extend the kingdom of God. And unfortunately, the church, capital C, in large, has swapped roles with Jesus and wonder why the church isn't growing and why the kingdom's not been advanced. It's because they're too busy trying to build the church and no one's extending the kingdom of God. All right. I'm right about that. Amen. All right, Dean. <laughs> Over to Dean. Amen. Do you want the mic for that one, mate? You can do a mic drop. <laughs> That's beautiful. Um, so we flow out of identity. Every, everything flows out of your identity. So if you're not getting, like, like for me personally, if I'm getting tired in life, if I'm doing stuff, and, I, and, I'm, and I'm like, oh, this is a drag. This is it. I'm, not, I'm not trying to bring a different strategy to my life. I'm not going to go on a holiday, even though holidays are great for rest. I need to go back to identity, right? So, so many Christians, you know, we, we work to get through the week. We're doing, doing the thing and it's like, oh, I'm just tired. Oh, God's not showing up here. Oh, this isn't happening. This isn't happening for me. What's going on here? And so... We try to bring a new strategy. We go to a self-help course. We do whatever. The reality is go, go back. Go back to the source. Go back to your identity. Get that right. Amen? Really important. 
because everything flows out of that. And then out of identity, we, we have intimacy, right? Intimacy is a game changer in your relationship with the Lord. Because you can be someone who's like, oh man, I've got righteousness down pat, I know my identity in God. But if you don't have an intimate, personal relationship with the Holy Spirit daily, amen, a daily relationship with Him, then all your identity will just serve you. Do you get that? It won't serve those around you because it is the intimacy with the Lord. It's, it's when I'm intimate with Him, He flows out of me. And I just become a river to those around me, not, not a lake or a pond. Amen. And so, like, Song of Songs, who knows that Song of Songs is a, is a prophetic book, right, of, of the bridegroom and the bride, so of Jesus and, and his church. And the, and the, first, the first line in, in Song of Songs, the first thing he says is, let him kiss me. So all, all the men in the room are freaking out right now. <laughs> Right, right. Girls get to be sons and men get to be brides Amen. in the kingdom. But it says, let him kiss me, right? Intimacy with the Lord it should always, you need to always protect that. I always protect intimacy with God. This is not to pump me up. This is not to, I know Liam's the same, this is not to make us look good or anything like that. But life flows from that. So I always make sure you can ask, you can ask my wife this, I'm in the word every day. I'm spending time with God every day. I'm praying every day, right? Because I know I need to be intimate with him. I need, I need his love for me. It's the John 15, 5. It's the, it's, he's the vine, we are the branches. If you remain in me, I remain in you. You will bear much fruit. But apart from me, you can do nothing, right? So there is the abiding in God. You're, the, the biggest thing we, we protect here at, at the sanctuary is, is our relationship with the Lord and allowing the whole... So you'll notice that here, allowing the Holy Spirit to move because the reality is, is who knows that you can do the stuff but be really dry on the inside. And you can get the machine of your life running, you can get the machine of the church running and it looks great, but on the inside there's no life. There's no power of the Spirit flowing in your life. There is no deep intimacy with God. So I, I say this... And, and, and this, is, this is what we want to just release to everyone and, and, and every believer needs to walk in this. But, but it, it, is, it is my greatest joy in life, my greatest thrill, and, and I'm not just saying this because I'm a pastor, it is to spend time with the Lord. I kid you not. That, that is the most fulfilling thing for me, is to be with Jesus. And I can say that with all honesty. And that's what we want in our lives, amen, is that, is that it's, it's first love, Revelation 2.4. You know, Jesus says to the church, you've lost your first love. And that's not a salvation issue. Who knows in Revelation that the lampstand, I'll remove your lampstand, doesn't mean I'm taking away your salvation. It's just influence. Because God wants radical lovers to influence a city. He doesn't want just workers. He wants radical lovers. And so Jesus says, come back to first love. Amen. Because it's first love that causes the lampstand to shine brightly and so that people, people will be invited into the wedding banquet through intimacy and first love. Amen. And it's all out of that identity, intimacy, and then increase comes. 
And, and it's like it's, Jesus says, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things will be added to you in Matthew 6, right? And, uh, and so as we seek first the kingdom, all these things flow. And, and what we tend to do is we seek increase, right? But God really says to us, seek identity and intimacy and everything flows out of that. Amen. Uh, it, like I, I, the, the more I fall in love with God, the more I spend time with God, the more as, a church, as we worship simply Jesus, the simplicity of who he is, the more we do that, the more you will see fruit in your life. I can guarantee it. Because it just comes naturally. You'll actually want to do stuff. <laughs> like I, I actually enjoy going out, spending time on the street, talking to people about Jesus. It's not a chore for me. It's not like a Christian discipline that I have to tick off my list. Right? I actually enjoy just coming and worship with, worshiping with everyone here. Right? Because out of identity and intimacy, increase flows. Amen? And so, uh, it, it's the, it's the, the, so the, the, uh, the, the increase right, is that his kingdom will come on earth as it is in heaven. Amen. That, that, that is, the, the increase is that the kingdom of God will flow through our lives. Amen? Uh, Jesus says in, in Matthew 28, 19, Go, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go, make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I commanded. So all of that, the going of the gospel... The kingdom of God coming from heaven to earth, that is our mandate, right? That's our mandate here. And, and the church should never be about, uh, about uh, actually, I'll say this in the right way. The resources of the church should be more going outward into the community than inward to build, uh, to build this, right? That is, that is just so important. The resources of the church should always be flowing out. Amen. We're not a dam of resources, but we're yeah. I'm, talking, I'm talking spiritually, financially, all that. Amen. And, and Liam would agree with that. And so it's the kingdom of God coming. It's, it's the increase of his kingdom, his world, invading our world. That's what we want. That the, that the power, the love, the, the very nature and character of who Jesus is will flow through us to impact a region. Yeah. Amen? Amen? I'll finish with this on, on increase. Jesus said in, in, in Matthew 16, he says, Peter says, you know, who, Jesus says, who do you say I am? And Peter, Peter says, well, you're the Christ, the Son of the living God. Jesus says, well done, man hasn't revealed this to you, but my Father in heaven, right? And he says, on this rock, on this revelation, I will build my church. So the increase is that Jesus builds his church, like what Liam was saying before. On this rock, I will build my church. And the gates of hell will not prevail against it. Amen? And then he says, I've given you the keys to the kingdom. And whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. Whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. Amen? So Jesus... He's really particular. You, you come together, you meet under my name, you meet as a family, this is who you are, but the increase comes as you, ha you have the keys and you walk and release the kingdom. 
And so we will always teach here, we, will always, we always use the phrase that, that um, we don't build the church, Jesus builds the church, we advance his kingdom. Yeah. Amen. We're focused on advancing his kingdom in a, in a region, so where the church is planted in our local community. And, uh, and Jesus is really good at his job. <laughs> yeah. Have you ever thought about that? He's really good at his job. He's really good at bringing people into the kingdom of God, at building his church. And we need to get really good at walking in the authority that he's given us and advancing his kingdom. Amen. Because this right now is never the high point. You're, you're, it, it all leads into advancing his kingdom on earth as it is in heaven. Amen? So we have keys. You have a key for your workplace to unlock the kingdom of God in your workplace. You have a key for your family to unlock the kingdom of God in your family. You have a key that releases solutions to every problem that you face. Amen? People getting a bit excited in the room? Come on. <laughs> so we've got that, that identity, intimacy, and increase. The, the, those core values, they're so important in our lives. Amen. It's good, mate. <clears throat> So, flowing on to the next, flowing on, it's good, flowing on to the next slide. So, we've got the apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, teachers, and we're just going to go through them really quickly. Um, so, if you picture, if you picture the, that, the fivefold ministry as a, as a, a building up of, of the house, so to speak, um, and so you've got we use that analogy, so you've got a house. So the apostolic, yes, it means sent one, but I shared it last week about how they would, the Romans would conquer a city and then they would not just kill everyone off in that city, but they would go into that city and they would, they would culturise that city, which they were called apostles. And so those apostles would bring the uh, architect, the blueprint, uh, and they would make sure that the culture of Rome would then go into that city. So when Jesus says, you are my apostles, he's saying, I want you to bring the, the, the realm of that world, the kingdom, into the realm of this one. Does that make sense? Pretty, pretty simple. So, um, and so, so the apostolic is the function there, architect, blueprints of the house. It, it, they equip people to know and release the kingdom of God in a region. So they're very focused, the, the, the apostolic kind of um, overarching mindset is very much region focused, not just a singular, like Paul was in charge of a, the church in Ephesus, the church in Corinth, etc, etc. Uh, just, th these, this is not an exhaustive list, okay, this is not like everything. Um, and so pioneering, they'll, they'll focus a lot on healing, correction, they will, a lot of apostles will bring correction um, and they'll focus on the big picture. Alright, next one. Teacher. So I'm just going to do these two and then Dean's going to do the last three. So if we think of the house again, I'm going to stand up so I'm the same height as Dean. Um, <laughs> so uh, if, you, if you think of the teacher, you can, I'm, I'm comfortable with myself. <laughs> think of the teacher. Um, they bring safety. So they bring safety, they bring the walls, the structure, they bring health. Boundaries are good. <laughs> right? We're living in a world where love is God, not God is love. We need healthy, we need healthy boundaries. Boundaries in marriage, boundaries in, 
There's just things that I don't do as a husband. I just don't do them. It's just stupid. <laughs> I don't, I'm not trying to play with sin, right? I just don't do it. And it's like because I've got healthy boundaries in place. And I, those boundaries are there not to, to keep me from not sinning. They're there because they're, 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 there they're not good for me to do. They're there because... Does that make sense? All right? We, we need, some of us just need a little bit of this in our world. We need some healthy boundaries. Um, and so teachers, they do that. They bring healthy structure. They bring correction. And they train us up in this. They train us up in this. And so whenever, whenever you're around a, a someone who's a, a five-fold teacher, when you're around them, you're like, oh, man, I just have a love for the word. And it just because the spirit of God gets on you. And so, so we want to, you know, that's why we did our Bible nights, um, which we're going to do again next year. We'll probably tweak them slightly. But practically, we're going to do more equipping nights and things like that so that it actually helps you to rightly understand the word of God and rightly discern the word of God. That's that verse there in, in 2 Timothy. And so that's what a teacher does. All right. Next. There you go. Next. Cool. Sounds like a teacher, mate. <laughs> um, so teacher and then we've got pastor, prophetic and evangelist. And so they're, they're all the, who knows that the fivefold, it's the, it's the gifts that Jesus gave to the church. Amen. So it's the expression so you can look all throughout scripture, you can see Jesus the apostle, you can see Jesus the prophet, Jesus the teacher, Jesus the pastor, Jesus the evangelist. And then he, it's how he expresses himself through his bride to equip the saints for the work of ministry. Amen. And so that's really important to understand that these, these people, uh, when, when you function, these people functioning like that. The, the, it's, it's the lowly. Paul said, I'm the, what did he say? I'm the lowest. I'm the lowest of all. Right? I'm yeah. the lowest of the low. And there were apostles who were calling themselves apostles in the church at the time who were rock stars. Right? And, and Paul says, no, no, this is the apostle. The apostles get lower. It's, it's the Heidi Baker model. Amen? Heidi Baker will always say, you get lower. We get lower. And so all these offices and ministries, you know, people often say, oh, well, this person thinks they're that and this person, you know, these are all... And, 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 you know, I'm, I'm, I'm talking to people who already know this, but I just want people, I, I want to make sure people know that these, they're to serve. Yeah. Amen. So Jesus gave, there is an expression of Jesus. So his governance mm. will express itself through his bride, through his church and equip his people. Amen. So the, the, um, the pastor... The pastor is the one, if you use that model that Liam had in, of, of the, uh, in, in the house, they care for those that are in the house. So uh, the pastor is the one when they come in, you know, I used to go to small group and I love small group. I was 18, 19 because the lady who ran our small group, you, you always left fed. Like you always, like you did not, you, you didn't need to eat for like a week afterwards because it was like, did you have this? Did you eat this? Did you eat this? Have you had this? The pastor cares for people in the house. Amen. Pastors are not weak pushovers. Come on. Right? Pastors are not, are not like, like the gift of mercy is not weak. The gift of mercy isn't just serve people and serve people and serve people until you burn out. Because the pastor will always function in courage, compassion and caring. And, and who knows, it's, you, need, you, need some, 
you need to be courageous to be a pastor, right? Because you, you, you're the, the greatest definition of a pastor in the Bible is obviously the shepherd. You care for the sheep, you look after the sheep, lead the sheep, and you, you protect the sheep as well. Amen? And so pastors are really important. And you, you'll see that expression. Um, so we've got Jesus talking to Peter there, tend my sheep, feed my lambs. And um, you, you'll see the expression, like our, our just practic- practically, in this place, you, you'll see the expression of, of pastor, uh, the pastoral through our small groups, through prayer ministry, uh, through culture, right? Because who knows, like when you're worshipping and you hear all the kids playing with their pencils and everything, and you're like, oh, what the heck? This doesn't happen in other churches, <laughs> right? And it can get really loud. That, that's actually a cultural thing because that, that's saying that this is a safe place for family, and you don't, we don't have to kick your kid out of the auditorium because they're being too loud. It's good, mate. Come on. <laughs> I hit a nerve there. So <laughs> It's true because I've been in it, right? And so pastoral, you look at the way the church pastors is really important. And, 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 and we, just, we, we want to see a place that cares for people, is compassionate and, and, and also courageous because love's courageous. Love challenges. You know, lo- love, love is courageous. Love's not weak, right? Um, and then you've got the prophet. Uh, the prophet are all the, the crazy people. We don't know where they are. We don't know where they come from. They float in, they float. No, I'm joking. <laughs> so we've we got, we got the prophet and they look after, if you think of that model of the house, they look after the lines going, uh, lines coming in, lines coming out. So if you think of the antenna in the house, so you get the TV, so... The, the prophet is the one, and, and I'm not saying that the one prophet, but a prophetic culture is that you're, cur- you're, you're hearing the current voice of the Lord. I don't want to be hearing God's voice and then, you know, five years ago and that's it. Come on. I want, you, we, we, his sheep hear his voice and so we're hearing the current voice of God. Uh, our, our leadership, we're, we're always looking, after, looking out for what are, you, what are you doing, Lord? What are you saying, not just for us, but for this region, for, for our people? And then, and then we're protecting and stewarding that. And, um, and so we want a prophetic culture in this place. Um, the, the prophet, uh, you see biblically, uh, the prophet looks at kind of what's happening locally in a region so that the church can bring solutions to the problem. Right, so Agabus, Acts, uh, Acts 11, sees that there's a famine in the land and so the church is, uh, brings money to, to Jerusalem. So, um, so the prophet, we go after a prophetic culture here. We want to move in the gifts of the Spirit. Uh, I won't go into the three, you know, the office of a prophet, the gift of prophecy and all shall prophesy. But, uh, but we, just, we want to protect that culture and, and, and go after that. And you'll notice here, probably more, Liam's a bit more risky than I am. <laughs> But you'll, you'll notice here that, that we, we, we are quite open for the gifts of the Spirit to flow and, and prof, for prophetic culture because we would rather err on the side of risk than on, than on the side of safety. Um, and then lastly, you've got the evangelist. Um, but do you want to tell people, we've got the prophetic course. Oh, yes. Yeah. We have, um, so in Feb, so it's practically next year in Feb, we have a prophetic course. It'll be running uh, for a month. Uh, it will be probably on a Wednesday night, so we'll get information out on that. And uh, that'll be uh, once a week on a Wednesday night for four weeks, just training uh, in the prophetic, how to hear God. And so that, you know, so the, the prophet brings direction to the church, 
but a, a prophetic culture and a prophet, it's always equipping people to hear God's voice. And so we want to equip people to hear God's voice, how to steward that, um, how, to release, how to release prophetic words. And have, so we, we, we take risks, but it's in a culture of love and family and safety. Yeah. Amen? So it's not like just rogue things happening, right? There's, there's the pastoring around that. Um, and then lastly, the evangelists. I think, um, I think biblically evangelists were always red-haired. <laughs> right? No? <laughs> Didn't appreciate that one. All very tall. All very tall and, and, and carried a strong presence. Yeah, come on. Yeah. Um, so the evangelists, you'll notice here that, that and, and you'll see that the evangelists are the ones that, if you think of that house model, they're going out and they're inviting people in. And, um, and so the, 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 the evangelists, we, we are very strong you'll notice in this place on evangelism. We have a, we have a team that goes out weekly. Um, we, we, we love leading people to Jesus. Come on. That, 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 who knows that's the main way the church should be built? Yeah. <laughs> Through leading people to Jesus? Not, not, you know, Christians coming from left, right and centre and, and just, you know, that, and that, that's great, but bringing new believers in. That's, that's the way the, the church is built. Amen. The kingdom of God is built. So we are very strong uh, uh, on, on evangelism. Um, so we go out normally weekly on a Thursday night and uh, we'll go out some Saturday mornings too. And we just, who knows that when you step out for God, God, if I could just use a corny phrase, God steps in for you, right? <laughs> and it's in the place of faith. That, that the Lord shows up. It's a lifestyle of faith, leading people to Jesus, sharing the gospel. And so practically on that, um, you, you'll hear often from Andrew about things that are running through what him and Joyce are doing with CFAN, your fire camp in Jan. Um, and, and we will practically, we'll just, we'll constantly be doing outreach in a community. We're, we're praying into a building because we, we want a building, something that we can do outreach in, in the community. So that, that is in, like, in the heart of Lidar. We would love that. We would just love a building that, where, that we could run outreach out from there and, and, and just, yeah, there is such a need. And, and we, we go after, unashamedly, we go after the power of God in evangelism, that people would encounter the love of Jesus uh, in their lives. And so evangelists, the, the, you'll see the evangelists, they will build faith and vision so they themselves will win people to the Lord, but they'll build faith and vision for breakthrough in a region. Paul was, Apostle Paul was great at that, Acts 19. He goes into a region and he shakes it up. He brings faith and vision to the church to reach a region for Jesus. And, um, and so, yeah, that's what, that's what we go after here. Amen? Cool. All right. We're nearly done. Um, all, like Dean said, all of these are so practically, like one of the things um, next year that we're doing, uh, it's locked in. Uh, who knows Seth Dahl? Who, do, who knows Seth, who Seth Dahl is? Um, so Seth uh, was a kids pastor at Bethel. He's coming to, um, he's coming for two weeks and one of the things that he's going to be doing is he's going to be training our, uh, doing some stuff with parents. And so how parents can just, because that's the first church that you have is to your kids. And, um, and so he, we're going to do some stuff here um, with parents 
uh, in equipping parents in how to just raise godly children and how to have practical tools uh, and things like that. And so everything that we do, the point of sharing, having this sort of bit of family chat this morning, everything that we do as a church, come those three pillars, identity, intimacy, increase, it's the flow through that. Obviously, it's all about Jesus. Uh, all right? Obviously, Jesus is the chief cornerstone. He's the foundation. He's the beginning. He's the end. So that, that's, that's a given. Um, and then that, it would, that we would have the... Because fo- listen to what it says when the fivefold is functioning well. It says this, To equip the saints for the work of ministry, for building up of the body of Christ, until we all, we all, all y'all, uh, attain the unity of the faith, and the knowledge of the Son of God to mature manhood to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. So, so that, so when we're built up in the correct way, and we're not just we're not just super heavy on the Spirit, and we're not just super heavy on the Word. That we have the Word and the Spirit. That we have both of those things. When that happens, and the fivefold are functioning together, not so that the fivefold can be amazing and they can be the the the, the, like Dean said, they're the ones that come low. And it's not, if we can please, please just get out of our mindset a little bit that it's about a title. Please get out of that mindset. If you weren't here last week, I said the apostle, prophet, evangelist, pastor and teacher, it's their job to lead you to Jesus in a greater way. It's not their job to lead you to themselves. Right? And so uh, I want us to get out of that mindset. But there are, there are there's biblical, tr- it says you honour a prophet in the name of a prophet, and you receive a prophet's reward. It's, it's pointless honouring a prophet just as a good person. There's something about honour, on a, the, the gift of God on a person's life, that brings about family increase. And then we all grow to the fullness of Christ, so that we may no longer be children, tossed to and fro by waves and carried about by every wind of doc- doctrine, by human cunningness, by craftiness, in deceitful schemes, Rather, speaking the truth in love, we are to grow up in every way into who is the head, into Christ, from whom the whole body and joint and held together by every joint with which it is equipped when each part is working properly, makes the body grow so that it builds itself up in love. Right? So you might be like, well, I'm not an evangelist, but you're standing in front of someone who needs the gospel. So the evangelist equips you and I so that we can share our faith adequately. So we can give an account in season, as Paul, uh, Peter says. He says that we're ready in, in this season to give an account of our faith. The prophet equips us so that we can all hear the voice of God directly. So you don't have this weird priestly thing where you're like, oh, I need to come to the priest to hear from God. Yeah. Right? The pastor equips the saints... So that there's someone, they don't need to be led to the Lord, but they need care. They need advice. They need help. They're down and out. They're in trouble. They don't need a healing. They don't need a miracle in their body. They need compassion. Right? So the pastor equips the body so that it's not, it's not just the paid Christians at the front doing all the work. It's everyone doing the work to build the body up in love. Does that make sense? So that's why we're sharing that. And then there are obviously practical things that actually have to happen to to outwork those things. Yes, Dean's right. One of the things we would love to 
Um, it's always, I, I haven't sort of shared this and we'll share more moving into next year. Um, we're really praying about a community space in Lilydale, in the main street. We're praying about it. We really believe and want to be a light in our community. Um, not to look good or anything like that, but to actually, our, our Lilydale and this region should look better because we're here. And, uh, and so we, want, we do, we want a community centre, a place that is, op- I'm just believing it'll be a place that'll be operating 24-7. Because if it's not being used for a community space, it'll be a prayer house, it'll be a worship place, it'll be a place where we can go and so that people can, can um, see the church in action and not the church inside of a, just inside of a four walls on a Sunday morning. And so I had a really, I can't share right now, but I had a very, very cool and interesting conversation uh, during the week uh, around this very thing. And I'm, I'm, I'm quietly excited about it. But uh, So pray, please pray into that. Uh, a family needs a home. And uh, I just believe these, this building won't be able to contain what God wants to do in, in, in this church. And so uh, when we started the church, someone, they, they posed this question uh, to me. And they said, Liam, are you wanting just a, a good church? Or are you wanting a church that leaks and seeps the kingdom of God and changes a city? And I was like, that's what I want. I want to see cultural transformation happen. Because revival starts in and each and every one of us. Revival happens in us. And then what happens when revival hits and the Spirit of God comes and there's incredible meetings and all those things. But if it just remains inside of the four walls of the house, it never ever will lead to reformation. And I believe God wants reformation in this place too, not just revival. All right, why don't you stand? There is something inside of you, there is something inside of each and every person in this room that is needed in the body of Christ. And you're like, it might not look like Dean, it might not look like Liam, it might not look like Jen, it might not look like Lisa, but that's the beautiful, that's the beautiful part of the body. You might, you, you might be like, oh, I can't, I, I, I don't know how to, or I'm not, you know, super gifted at doing street evangelism or whatever it is. But you can be you and you can love on the little, the, the, the checkout chick, the checkout man. You can love on the, ca- the, coffee, the person that serves you coffee. You know, you can care for someone. You can be the best version of you in your world and give Jesus to your world, right? So please don't be like, oh, I have to be like Andrew or Dean. No, you be you. But first and foremost, you're called to represent, represent Jesus to a world that desperately, desperately needs him. So just put your hands out. We're just going to pray. And then we, we're going to close. And then you can go and get gifts for, for the Christmas gift. Or you, you can grab a tea or a coffee and hang around. So Father, may this house moving into next year be built on the foundation of Jesus. May Jesus be the capstone, the cornerstone, and every other stone in between. May it be all about Jesus. May we flow with your presence. May we be like Moses, and, and, and if you're not moving, we don't want to move. 
May you equip the saints, Jesus, for the work of ministry to the building up of the body in love. And may the body function together in love. God, I'm just declaring there will be a day when the body no longer fights itself and bickers and argues and gossips and slanders their brothers or sisters down the road. But may there be a day when the body is known And the world sees it and they would say, surely they are disciples of God because of the way they love one another. Because of the way they love God and they love one another. They might not always agree, but they would love one another well. And I just rebuke the spirit of gossip. I rebuke the spirit of slander. I rebuke it in this region. And we just pray that every church in this region would prosper. Every church that is going after the gospel would prosper. That there would be a revival, not just in one church, but in multiple churches. That that the kingdom of God would advance in our region and would seep out into this region. And that the kingdom of God would be continually increase. And many, many sons and daughters, I'm telling you church, we're going to need every hand on deck. If there's going to be a great revival, we need every hand on deck. I pray that this house would be a Romans 12 house, that it would outdo one another with honour. That it would outdo one another with honour. And it wouldn't be about a title or a pulpit or a ministry card, but it would be about you, Jesus, and seeing your kingdom of God advance in Jesus' name. And everyone said, Jesus. All right, all right.